0: Well, hey there, homies, this is Sarah. Yep, yeah, no, no Ashley today, sorry about that. Just me and the cats. And this is Hometown Homicide. If you're listening to this, you very well know that this episode is late today. Um, I've spent the last hour trying to figure out why my laptop wouldn't connect to my internet. My phone was working on my internet fine, but my laptop wasn't. I was like, okay, maybe it needs to do an update. I restarted it. Took forever. Didn't work. Ran the troubleshooting like 17 fucking times. Finally went and unplugged the router for like a minute and then plugged it back in and, oh, would you look at that if it works. So, yay technology. But yes, with the busy weekend, Ashley had with family in town and the wedding and all that. And then the busy weekend that I had with, uh, well, I was on vacation. So I went down to see some family and then had to get stuff ready on Friday for Saturday. And then Saturday was an all-day affair And then yesterday, it was the official start to NFL season because it was the first Sunday football. Uh, Go Chiefs. They won yesterday, so I'm happy. But anyway, today isn't a real full story for you guys, and I apologize. It was Ashley's week, but with her being busy and stuff, and we didn't want to not put something out today, um... In light of recent events, I thought I would maybe go over some tips for women's safety. Um, if you're wondering what recent events I'm referencing, in Memphis, Tennessee, Eliza Fletcher was abducted she was trying to go out for a run early in the morning. Now, some people are Dog on honor, as some people do about well, why was she going out that early blah 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 well who fucking cares first of all if she wants to go out that early for a run she should be able to maybe it's because the kids wouldn't be up yet maybe she had to be at work at six and that's the only time she had to to run and that's like her thing for the day maybe I don't necessarily know how hot it was going to be that day, but maybe she wanted to beat all the heat before everything got going on. It doesn't matter. But she was abducted, and her body was found four days later. They do have the the culprit that did it, so that's excellent. Uh, but it just it blows my mind. Obviously, if you're from... Iowa, or at least the Midwest, and I know it was national news, but a very similar case at least was Molly Tibbetts, which actually, Ashley is maybe going to do for next week. Um, But Molly Tibbetts just wanted to go for a run, and that simple thing led to her death. People don't know how to act appropriately in society. Um, And sadly, women have to think about things that they do or want to do or how they look or whatnot to to hopefully be safe. That's so not fair for us, but it is what it is. Women's safety. I remember being taught in middle school, as a woman, you are a more likely target for rape if your hair is in a ponytail because they can grab it easier. You are more likely to be a target of rape if you have a skirt or dress on because easier access. It's like we shouldn't have to teach children that, but we do. Another thing, women's safety stuff, and I guess human trafficking doesn't have to be just women, but I guess human safety stuff. I've seen two TikToks now that talk about loose zip ties on a person's car. I didn't know about this until the first one I saw on TikTok, but do a check around your vehicle. Whether you're single or not, kids or not, male, female. I guess it is a way that human trafficking people, agents, mark like a car that belongs to someone that is maybe vulnerable or not an easy target necessarily, but they kind of keep track of them. And it's, on like a door handle and it's loose, it's real, it's just kind of put on there. But a zip tie on the door handle, zip tie on the rear windshield wiper. Um I saw comments on TikTok that were saying if there's something on your vehicle that should not be, that that's probably some sort of indicator. But also do not take it off then and there. I mean unless you're like back at home. If you see it while you're out do not try to take it off then. You get in your vehicle, you lock the door, and you go to a safe place, go home. You know, another tip on that is to not try to take the time to do it, especially in public, because if we're listening to these podcasts, we know that things happen in public. Even in the middle of the Target parking lot, people get snatched. So while I was trying to find a good list of tips for, I mean, anyone, but specifically aimed towards women to stay safe. I found an article that was eight safety tips for women from a woman cop, and I was like, ooh, this would have some good insight, I feel. And I haven't even made it through the list yet, and there's there's definitely one I didn't think of. First of all, though, number one, this cop says to never get into an attacker's car if he pulls a gun and orders you to get in To wow. If he pulls a gun and orders you to get into his vehicle. Most attackers don't want to shoot you. They want to get you into the car so they can drive you to a deserted location and do whatever they want to. you. Do not comply. Instead, run away screaming. Which, by the way, brings me to another one I was thinking of yesterday. I was talking to some friends about this. Um, Another thing we were taught as far as ponytail makes you a target, skirt or dress makes you a target, if you are being assaulted, they've... I mean, 20, 30 years, they've told us, don't yell rape, yell fire, because that is more effective at getting someone's attention over yelling rape, which is so beyond messed up. But those are things that have stuck with me. And it's, it's sad that, like I said, it's sad we have to do that. Um, Number two is while driving, never pull over if someone comes alongside you and points at your car pretending something is wrong. If this happens, drive to the nearest well-lit and populated gas station, or, you know, police station probably, um, and look your car over for yourself or ask an attendant. Believe it or not, many women have fallen for this for fear of their car spontaneously exploding in the middle of the roadway. That was, those were her words and my giggle, sorry. But um, always lock your car doors while driving, which... I guess the last couple cars I've had, they automatically lock while I'm driving, but I do, as soon as I get in my vehicle, I lock the door. I hate, I hate it. Every time I do it, I'm like, I hate this, but better safe than sorry. Um, This, the always lock your car doors thing, she said that she had read several cases where an attacker simply walked up to a woman's car while she's at a traffic light and jumps in with, you know, a weapon. And like I said, the, my last couple of cars, the, the doors is automatically locked, so I wouldn't even have thought of that, but I mean, it is a good tip. Now, this was the next one that stopped me, and I uh, never thought of it before. When having your car serviced, only give the attendant your car keys and detach the keys to your home. Never once have I done that. I have always just handed the thing over. I guess maybe I did a long time ago, but where I work now is right next to a service station, and I just, I'm not going to need my house keys while I'm at work. I don't need anything else. I just give them my whole spiel, walk across the parking lot and go to work for the day, and then go back at the end and pick it up. Now, you would like to think that people that work in places like that wouldn't make a copy of your house key and then look up your address that is on file in the computer that they look up for your car each time, but you know, we've seen or heard the stories of someone that worked for like a locksmith place or someone installing security cameras or whatnot. Like they have that information about you at their fingertips and they can just use it at will. And I mean, think about most mechanic type places. I guess I shouldn't say most. I would think they could make a copy of a key because logically car keys. So uh, you got the wrong person in the right place at the right time and they could make some serious plans to harm you. Number five is stay alert in parking lots. If you go to a grocery store at night, don't be shy about asking for an escort to your car, which I guess I've never thought about, but is a good idea. I'm just usually on a swivel the whole time. Too many women are abducted from or even raped in parking lots. Be aware of your surroundings by looking to the left and right and behind you with your head up at all times, a.k.a. swivel. You may appear paranoid and look funny to others, but an attacker will think twice about approaching someone who appears to be so aware of what's going on. Cars provide endless hiding places for attackers, both inside them and in between them. In addition, always look in your back seat before entering your car, which sounds silly, but valid. I know it goes back to that whole urban legend thing, but out of a lot of the urban legends, that one, at least someone being in your backseat, not necessarily someone flashing their lights behind you and like trying to get your attention and stuff, but the one with, or you know, someone hiding in your backseat, not my back seat because there's a bunch of crap back there, but it, it's a very valid thing. And even if you lock your car all the time, it doesn't mean someone couldn't jerry-rig you know, pop the locker, what have you. Number six, just because a stranger may look innocent and clean-cut doesn't mean you should trust them, which that's the best way to get someone to trust you, is you look normal, you seem normal, you seem nice. Like, oh, this person's, you know, even women to women. Like, you can't necessarily trust anybody, honestly. I'm not that paranoid, but, I mean, what better way to distract a woman by using another woman as bait because you're not going to necessarily suspect them. Um, This cop says she sees mugshots of attackers and sex offenders and they do not all look like monsters. They often look like they could be your friendly neighborhood guy. They are every age between 15 and 90 and only a small minority actually look scary. Um, at the time of this article, she had just read a case of a man with only one leg who beat up his victim with his crutch before he raped her. Sorry, I obviously didn't read all that yet. That's wild. Oh, Jesus. But, you know, those who oh, Dahmer seemed like a nice guy, Freaking Ted Bundy was charming and had girlfriends and like they, they can seem normal I'm not saying everybody's a serial rapist if they're a rapist or an you know, attacker, but they can seem totally normal. Uh, number seven, child molesters often end up being the last person parents would suspect of wrongdoing. In most child molestation cases that this cop would see, the perpetrator is someone close to home, the stepfather, uncle, sister, or mother's boyfriend, the grandfather, babysitter, neighbor, family friend, youth camp director, daycare worker, etc. And I'm glad she put a youth camp director in because predators put themselves in positions to obtain what they want. They might be a little league coach. Yeah, they, they might be Boy Scout d- Director. Boy Scout Leader. I'm not a Boy Scout, so I don't know. But they they put themselves in positions that they can easily access what they want. And obviously you shouldn't be suspicious of every single coach, teacher, babysitter, neighbor, whatnot, but we hear so much more nowadays about people coming forward with stuff because people are are being able to be more open about things. There's still that stigma of like, you, you feel ashamed It's an unrealistic feeling, but that you yourself feel ashamed when something happens to you. And you shouldn't feel that way, but then you don't come forward about it. And it unfortunately continues. Continuing with the child molesters number seven here. She said, in every case, the perpetrator seems to be a, quote, nice guy, uh, trusting and good with children without signs of suspicion. Families are often baffled or in disbelief that the person could be abusing their child. When it comes to your children and grandchildren, be suspicious of everyone, no matter who they are, and pay attention to what your child says and how he or she reacts to the mention of different people in their lives, which there's a story I was doing research on, and there just really wasn't a whole lot to go into about it, but this little girl that got murdered when she was at her grandparents, she absolutely didn't want to go home to her dad. She's like, you don't love me? they knew things were bad and they had filed some reports with the DHS or whatever the entity is in their state, but she desperately didn't want to go home. And that was the last time her grandparents saw her because then she was killed by her father. It's sad. And I know there's different hoops to have to go through, especially when it is a grandchild or, you know, like if there's a divorce or separation and one parent, says one thing and it can get hairy, but definitely listen to what the kids say. Number eight, which is the last one on this cops list. Never open your front door without positively identifying who is there. If you don't have a peephole, get one. I've seen countless cases where attackers gain access to victims, (coughs) excuse me, victims simply by knocking on their doors. Don't let an attacker get into your home. He then has a private, relatively soundproof place to attack you. I will link that list in the show notes, which by the way, we haven't mentioned it in a while, but we do have show notes that at the bottom list all our sources or might direct you to our website for the sources, depending on if there's a whole crap ton of sources. So, just FYI, we do cite everything. Just checking out a couple other lists here for anything that I might not have mentioned and that maybe you or I have not thought of before. Obviously cell phones are a big part of our lives now, but if you're walking by yourself, get off your cell phone, which I was just talking about this yesterday too. Listening to music or podcasts while running or walking, I never put both buds in, I'll only put one. And actually I have a a portable speaker that's got a built-in carabiner, a JBL Clip 3, not sponsored, but that thing works like a charm and is waterproof. Um, so I take it on the kayak, but I will clip that to the back of my little hydro water pack thing. If I'm going for a walkabout, I don't really care that the neighborhood, it's not like super loud, but the neighborhood's going to hear my random mix of music. Um, I don't really care. I'd rather have my ears not blocked. So if someone came up on me or whatnot, the girl I was talking to, Laura, she, runs. She likes to run, which is more power to her, but she said she'll put them in, but she won't have the volume up very loud, I think is what she said, because she's used to having to watch her surroundings as well. <laughs> this list includes um, looking underneath your car before approaching it in a parking garage or parking lot at night. Oh yeah, this one. If you go to your car and you see that a van is parked right next to the driver's side, enter through the passenger side. Predators often use vans and will di- will disguise it as a family car, even using baby on-board decals. Which reminds me, I saw something on Facebook recently of like, what are you driving around advertising or something like that? What information are you driving around? And it's a very valid, the sports stickers with like, you know, Xavier number 23 and it's a basketball or... Linmar 17, and it's a softball. Things like that. It's like, let me introduce you to our children. And because they're involved with extracurriculars, we'll be gone most evenings and/or weekends for practice or games. We have a small breed dog and answers to the name Max. Like there's a little picture of a Frenchie with the dog's name on it. Usually, when I see pet stuff, it's just like the breed, but still like a bumper sticker, like proud honor roll parent, prairie high school. Well then you know now where that person's kid attends high school. Different like hunting or fishing logos and stuff. Uh, We like outdoor sports and may have expensive equipment at home or possibly in the car. We'll also be gone on most weekends during peak seasons leaving our house unattended. And this one, I mean, there's some other ones but they're kind of all along the same lines. Um, Personalized license plates. My personalized license plate is easier to recall should I unintentionally offend someone or if someone wants to keep track of my vehicle. 100% that whole um, unintentionally offend someone. I used to get road rage, I still get road rage, but I have to like internalize it now because I'm kind of afraid if I honk at someone that cuts me off or whatever, that they're gonna make note of my car my license, my, you know, whatever sticks out about my car and like follow me and be a lunatic at like the next stoplight or something. It, it, well, plus the, any of these like bumper stickers, window decals, etc., makes your car a little bit more memorable. I have a couple, so it's not like I'm saying, don't do it. The personalized license plate thing for sure. You know, it's like too cool or, you know, whatnot are so cool movie reference, sorry. You're gonna remember that. So, I mean, if I'm behind someone with a personalized license plate, I'm like, what the fuck does that say? Like, I have to decipher it sometimes. Sometimes it's very obvious, but I'm like, huh? Be-beating you? Be-eating you? Jeepers, scrapers, anybody? Okay. But still, uh, much more memorable if you happen to have a flat tire like you come out to your car and it has a flat tire go back where you came from restaurant store etc and call for help once assistance arrives approach your car if someone comes up to you even if they are a woman and wants to offer help politely say no thank you what did i say about women sometimes they're bait if a man he could be a predator if a woman she could be the lurer which bait is a way better word for that When leaving the mall late at night, ask a security guard to walk you to your car. Do not go up to just any security guard. Go directly to the kiosk and ask them to assign an officer to escort you. Predators sometimes dress up like men of the law. Which, I don't even know if I would have thought about that. I mean, I would have read their shirt or badge or whatever spiel, but to go to the actual kiosk and, and know for sure who you are talking to... When the pharmacist asks you to confirm your home address, whisper it to them. Broadcasting your home address among strangers in the line behind you could compromise your safety. If you're checking into a hotel and the front desk says your room number out loud, ask them to give you a new room and write the number on a piece of paper. Or when you check in, ask up front that they not say your room number out loud. The room number should be your business only. Which, yeah, totally, totally makes sense. When traveling, do not walk with a map in your hand. It is a dead giveaway that you are a tourist, therefore an easy target. (laughs) Oh, this other list is from cosmopolitan.com. And there's, there's good ones on here, but this one, if someone is chasing after you, run away in a zigzag pattern. This will exhaust, exhaust your attacker. Bitch, that will exhaust me. Running, no. Zigzag, I'll just lay down. Just kill me. Just get rid of me. I mean, I'm joking, but seriously, fuck, zigzag pattern. What is it, a crocodile? Hmm, don't check in on Foursquare, which, is Foursquare that popular? Um, Or Facebook when you arrive somewhere. Instead, check in as you leave. This way, no one will be able to digitally stalk you and know your every move or when you're not home. Also, if you don't want people to see where you are, turn off your Snap Map. I mean, unless you're gonna do some bad things, then please be dumb enough to leave it on so your wife can figure out that you are in bed with someone else. Um, not me, not, not my story, but, but I know someone that that happened to. It's like, wow, caught cheating because of snap maps. Nice. Well, this one's just straight up paranoia. When you move into a new place, check your smoke detector for a hidden camera. Your landlord could be spying on you, which is true, but I feel like that's one of those like in a movie and TV show things that's hardly ever real. But then those hardly ever real stories become our stories, so, you know. Something I saw recently come across my Facebook ads or whatnot was a pepper spray. But this is a very specific, unique pepper spray. It's called Eliminator, TM, Blue Heat Pepper Spray. Not only will it suck, because it's pepper spray, it's also... The spray is a dye. It's blue dye. It, it reminds me of, like, the ink packs that banks can put in with their money um, if they're getting robbed or whatever, so they explode and get the blue all over the people. Again, not sponsored, but this thing is cool, and I actually want to order one, so. Eliminator Blue Heat Keychain Pepper Spray with Marking Dye. It's only eleven ninety nine. so, like, there's not really an excuse to not get one. And it comes in five different colors. Black, blue pink, purple, and red, is that red or orange, it's coral, I don't know, I'd get the purple, anyway, uh, it contains a blue marking dye that stays on skin for up to 48 hours for assailant identification, so motherfucker's gonna look like a smurf, and it's gonna be real obvious that he did something wrong, or she, never know, causes an instant burning sensation to eyes, nose, throat, skin, and lungs, obviously, because it's pepper spray, powerful 2 million shu which is Scoville heat units uh jalapeno has Alexa how many Scoville units are in a jalapeno jalapenos range from 2,500 to 8,000 Scoville heat units okay so there you go and it's also got 10% OC and 1.4% MC pepper spray formula sure it's a half ounce canister containing six to eight one second bursts with a stream range of eight to 12 feet. Hell man, that can fucking go a ways. Locking safety actuator helps prevent accidental discharges and glows in the dark for easy activation in low to no light. A la a little aimer thing glows in the dark so you can actually see what direction you don't actually like, don't accidentally spray yourself. But yeah, it comes in five, like the case it comes in is five different colors. I think that's pretty fucking cool that it stains them for two days. I'll put that in the show notes. I think that kind of wraps up my women's safety spiel. If anybody out there has any other tips or tricks or hacks or whatnot for maintaining personal safety, then send them in right on an Instagram post, Facebook post, tweet at us. All our handles are at Hometown Homicide Podcast, except for Twitter is at opemurder. So you could submit stories to us, which we could reveal as, you know, anonymous or use your name if you want. Crime stories, ghosty stories, story that needs covered, you know, whatever. Um podcast at HometownHomicide.com. dot com. Don't forget, we do have merch out now. It is on Etsy, HH Evidence Locker. All one word, that's the shop name. There's a code for 15% off running through October 1st. The code is HOMIE, H-O-M-I-E. We have had two sales so far on Etsy. One is my mom and one is my friend Maddie. So, hey, you know what? People gonna get the merch. There's t-shirts, hats, a couple sweatshirts, And when I say hats, I mean a couple stocking caps and a couple regular caps. Um, They're stickers. Represent the homies out there and uh, spread our words so we can spread the word of forgotten victims or lesser known stories that should be remembered. Hopefully you hung in there with me for the somewhat awkward but informative episode today. Uh, Remember, we want to tell stories to you, not about you. So stay safe. And this was Hometown Homicide.